Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to Glocal News and Social Artistry here on KOPN.org, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri, 89.5 FM on the dial. Uh, I'm the host, Dick Dalton, and each week we have the pleasure of talking to someone who's building a more humane world from the inside out. And my guest today is uh, returning. Actually, uh, Clint Rogers and I have been uh, able to have two sessions uh, in, the, in the last three years. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Clint Rogers, welcome back to Glocal News in Social uh, Artistry. Hello, hello. <laughs> feels so good to be with you. Uh, it, I'm getting emotional, actually, right now, even as I'm hearing you start the whole program and thinking back to each of the conversations and then what's unfolded since then. And what a significant thing you've done. And thank you. Thank you for hosting this radio show for all these years. And it's been a, such a significant part of my life and really honored to be with you today. Thank you. Well, it's... Uh... A mutual honoring here. Um, I had never heard of you, Clint, uh, before 2019. When uh, was it? 2019, I think. Uh, when did Doctor Naram pass? Yeah, good question. It was in it was in, uh, February of 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay. Yeah. So, so I had just heard of you as a possible guest for the show, and uh, reached out to you, and you said sure but that was before your mentor and teacher and deep friend uh passed away and then mm -hmm. you said well i reached out and said you know sh should we still do this <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh i believe it was the first interview you had afterwards uh, and yeah it was it was so moving to me and i was so thankful that for the next year plus uh I was able to join you and, and people from around the world on a weekly Zoom call mm -hmm. that you created. Mm -hmm. uh, and wow, what has happened during this uh, these years? Yeah, I don't know if, if I can speak to that moment just briefly, because I don't know if yeah. you know how much <laughs> how much of a difference that interview made in just a critical moment mm -hmm. and so can i just share a little bit about that please uh <laughs> folks we're on zoom so clint and i are loving looking at each other <laughs> and, and well, uh, so uh, you're hearing the benefit of our uh, mutual love <laughs> my uh my 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 heart when i'm thinking about that moment in time where you know i the the book that you're mentioning ancient secrets of a master healer the subtitle is a western skeptic and eastern master in life's greatest secrets so for 10 years i'd been studying with this master healer but i started so much as a skeptic mm -hmm. so much as a skeptic like honestly arrogant like if someone talked about alternative healing I would have been like, oh, I've, I remember one particular moment, and I'm so ashamed that this is the way it was, but 
one of my friends started talking to me about energy healing or something. And then I, I remember in my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, I used to respect, I used to trust him, but now I'm going to have to talk to him less <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> so it's so arrogant and like so fixed in my way of seeing things. And as a university researcher and, you know, having, I don't know, I just thought if there was solution, health solutions on the planet, they'd come through our medical university research institutions and all the highly funded pharmaceutical companies. I wasn't expecting to meet a short, you know, like physically short, but huge stature in terms of heart, but physically short Indian guy wearing a white jacket that could solve so many you know, challenges. And at first, even when I, I saw it with my own eyes, I didn't believe it. I, I put other, I attributed it to other things. Mm-hmm. Placebo. You know, if, I don't know if everyone knows what placebo is. Should I just explain real briefly in case? Uh, sure. So placebo is if you, if you believe something will help you, then it, there's some high percentage it will, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's actually cool. But they actually, when they're testing drugs or medications, they have to do double blind studies where they give some people a sugar tablet mm-hmm. and then they give some people what is the real medication. They give some people nothing. So they have to find out, does the does the real medication help people more than the sugar tablet? Because the sugar tablets are going to help people just that you did something. <laughs> you know. Right. So it's amazing that our minds work that way. And I think placebo is cool, but I just thought this you know, this master healer, Dr. Ramesh, thought he was helping people with placebo. <laughs> anyway, then it came the case of my dad. And I'm, I've shared this on previous calls. So I'm just going to share it in real brief. I also gave a TEDx talk that's been, you know, viewed by millions of people where I share about how my dad called me on the phone and said, Clint, son, can you meet me in my office? Uh, I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something was wrong. And then sitting in the chair, the front of his desk, he was sitting in the chair to the side of his desk and he looked at the ground for a long time and, and then looked up and said, I don't, I haven't told your mother and I haven't told your brothers or sisters, but I don't know if I'm going to live through this week. And I just want someone to know where the loose ends are. So your mom doesn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't wish this for anyone listening to this program right now that anything like this ever happens but if it does you'll know that whatever else seemed important doesn't even matter anymore <laughs> you know like whatever i was doing at the university or whatever things that were occupying my mind all of a sudden i was thinking i may only have a few days with my dad all the questions i wish i would have asked him i never asked and so many things i thought he would be there when i was married and had kids and read stories to his grandkids you know and like all of a sudden all of it looked like it was going to be gone i was like what's happening he told me he was visiting four highly qualified doctors. They had him on 12 medications, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, CPAP machine, sleeping pills, a GI cocktail, arthritis medication, uh, so many things. He said, but still, sometimes he was in so much pain at night, like someone slammed his body against the wall. He says, sometimes I don't even know if I want to live to see the morning. So then I said, that's when I kind of broke out of the pure desperation, I says, well, I've met this master healer and he, I think he can help. And my dad says, well, tell me about it. And I says, you know, he just takes your pulse. And as I started to describe it, my dad's face was looking more and more disappointed and more worried about me. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what am I, what's my son getting into? Cause it sounds a little bit ridiculous, you know, from the mindset of a Western mind, you know? 
then I just, he's, he's like, Clint, I've already tried homeopathy, reflexology, Chinese medicine, you know, acupuncture. I've tried so many things. They all made big promises, but only helped me to a degree. And I'm still in this situation. Can you just pay attention to my passwords, please? So I listened as close as I could. But finally, at the end, I said, you know, dad, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. For Father's Day, I'm flying you to see this master healer. And so at the time, Dr. Ron was traveling around the U.S. He was in California. And I'm just going to fast forward the story. But for anyone listening, if you've ever had a situation where you love someone that has some struggle or challenge and you want to help them, but you just don't know how, I guess the message I want to say is that there's always hope. You know, that that part of what the breakdown in life is, it brings us to the point where we know we're not, we don't have enough. We're not enough. I think it, I think it's designed, life is designed to bring us to these points. So we see there's something much greater than what we previously thought. You know, I even call this book a love story, not love like a romantic love story, but love for my dad. Brought me beyond my skeptical heart and mind into this world. I see these you know, healing miracles happen all the time. So fast forward six months later, my dad calls me in his office again, says, I have another big problem. I'm sitting in the same chair. He had been doing the following the ancient secrets. You know, in this book, it talks about six keys of Siddhaveda, and he'd been following them. So I'm like, what's what's happening? That point he broke his biggest smile. He pulled out from around his desk this box that had in it all the medications that he previously needed to take. And he says, I have a big problem. I don't know what to do with all these now. And in six months, he'd gone from 12 to 1. No more cholesterol problem. No more diabetes. No more, you know, CPAP machine. No more high blood pressure. No more. And his arthritis had decreased. He was only on one arthritis medication at that point. No pain his whole body. His mind, which was going towards early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, was now, he was so sharp. And that was when I said, I feel like I've been given a gift worth more than any millions of dollars. Yeah. I just want to help people know that this exists. Yeah. And so then that the whole journey with Dr. Ron began, where at first he wouldn't let me, he wouldn't let me. He's like, <laughs> I says, I want to thank you and let me help you. He's like, no, I don't need help from you. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, because I know you now and your mind is way too crowded. And then sent me for silence. And after the silence, realizing how much healing I needed, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't about healing my dad only his <laughs> journey. <laughs> so many things was inside of me that were really unhealthy, you know, beliefs about myself and beliefs about the world. And, you know, so many things that just would lead to dis-ease. Yeah. So then when I came out, I says, okay, now I'm ready. And he's like, good, now you can help me. And then the whole year, 10 years, travel with him all over the world and documenting thousands of cases like my dad. Main point was that I just wanted people to know this was an option, that it's a choice, that that's the whole idea even behind creating the book and so many of the, the travel and documenting the thousands of cases. So no, Dr. Ram, he says, anything is a medicine or poison depending on how you use it. So in your own kitchen, how do you mix? What things when you have... high blood pressure or cholesterol or diet, whatever is the thing that you're facing, even anxiety or, you know, a a wound, you know, or anything, you know? So in the world, the main thing is instead of becoming dependent on anything, what if these ancient secrets can make you independent? Even we've seen natural disasters happen or terrorist, whatever kind of stuff and hospitals are full. Yeah. 
And then what do you do? Like even with recent, uh, you know, viruses or when people get sick during seasonal things, one of my favorite things is this remedy in the back of the book on page 293. It's even delicious. But for immunity, <laughs> you just you just mix this stuff in your kitchen, honey and ginger and turmeric and cinnamon and, and tulsi or basil leaves, clove powder or garlic. You just mix it with warm water, you drink it. it even my mom says it tastes like a Christmas drink. <laughs> yeah. So imagine all of this effort, all to the purpose of launching the book, and then the most unexpected, devastating thing happens, which is that this healer who had become like my best friend and my family, who I trusted, he could solve so almost any problem, you know, with just understanding. It looks like a miracle, but it's actually based on a science, an ancient science. Mm-hmm. And in the process of helping him, I didn't realize he was going to be teaching me how to do it. I just wanted people to know it existed, you know? Right. And so also as a teacher and a mentor, and then, you know, just getting that phone call of, of, of discovering that he had left his body, that he passed on or passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of hard times in my life, but honestly, Dick, mm-hmm. That was one of the most difficult times. I remember just so much darkness. And uh, yeah, it was a combination of like um, feeling like, yeah, like losing someone who was a best friend, who was like a father figure, who was a teacher, who like was so valuable on planet Earth, you know? Mm -hmm. And then also so guilty, like, feeling like I should have been a better student. You know, I I always thought that he would be here for so much longer. And then just realizing that I, I, I don't know. So like, it, and then you've heard the story many times about, about the mystical things that happened after that. But I want to go right in this moment to the mystical thing happened, which is called getting an email from Dick saying, will you be on this radio show interview? You know, because it was probably one of the last things that I wanted to do at that moment in time. I was just trying to figure out myself and what was going to happen from there and what to do. And I mean, it was really a tender space. Yeah. And so it was the first time that I had, like before that with Dr. Ram, we would be on radio programs, TV shows all over the world. We'd just be speaking all the time. So I was used to radio shows, but it was the first time ever speaking on a, on a radio show or program and he wasn't physically with me you know or he wasn't there and uh i didn't know what was going to happen in that space yeah and i just remember getting on and just your voice is so soothing <laughs> you know <laughs> you must know that your voice your presence your openness your honesty your integrity your genuine care. And in that space, it was like exactly the medicine I needed Mm. just to even speak through what I was experiencing and to realize that although his passing was unexpected for me, for sure, although he had told me many times, oh, I'm so glad someone finally learned this so that you can teach my son Krishna when it's time. Like he would tell me that many, many times, but I kept thinking, no, you teach him. He's going to grow up and you just teach him, you know? But it, I didn't, that didn't equate in my mind with he's going to leave so quickly, you know? Sure. And uh, yeah. And so 
on that call with you and that radio show with you, in which I could also hear myself remembering the miracles in the midst of the sadness, you know, and honoring the sadness and at the same time honoring the miracle, you know, yeah. that we can have both at the same time and that we don't want to shortchange the sadness because it's real, you know, real. and the feeling of loss. And at the same time, that doesn't discount how miraculous things are. You know? And the and the bookmark of that interview, which then when I wrote the appendix to the book, I talked about actually, I, I just found it right before our, this radio show on page 271 <laughs> called The Death of a Master, The Birth of a Movement. In my first radio interview after Dr. Om's passing, the host asked me a question. I think so many people around the world were asking themselves. Do you remember asking this question? I believe so. Yeah. So he just asked me, Dr. Ram's master lived so long. And then just writing about that and then having a chance to respond about, you know, that the quote that came to me, which was beautiful quote is ready. The teacher appears. And when the student is truly ready, the teacher disappears. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd ever heard the second part of that. And it just goosebumps just went all over. I mean, it was just electric. <laughs> yeah. uh, beautiful and uh, i don't know ha had you heard that quote completed Not before, that like that someone had sent it to me that same morning and oh when it came out at that moment it provided a context yeah. in which then even jack canfield author author of chicken soup for the soul he told me he's like listen Dr. Ram's soul probably could not have been happier that a university researcher followed him around for the last 10 years, documenting everything. Yeah. And then with this book ready to publish now, there's yeah. no better time. <laughs> and so that interview, and then again, about a year and a half later, or whenever that was, and then again, now, and to look back on, whoa, whoa, really, that happened. <laughs> And in the moments where we feel the most insecure or darkness or overwhelmed or unsure, like to know that we're held by the mystery and magic of it all, that it's happening for us. Dr. Ram talked about it. Titi Devo Baba. Treat the unexpected guests as if God himself or herself has arrived. So anyway, I'm so grateful that this journey has brought us here to this interview today. Oh, me too. And, and why don't we... Uh... Just let people know you are Clint Rogers, Dr. Clint Rogers. Uh, you are the author of Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer. Um, the Master Healer referring mostly to Dr. Naram, but there's a whole lineage mm -hmm. of healers that came before him. And there's actual written, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, uh, manuscripts. Or... Manuscripts, yeah. <laughs> they go all the way back years and centuries um so yeah uh i just want to say to folks uh thanks for tuning in to global news and social artistry um i'm kind of uh emotional at the moment and and that's okay <laughs> with a, a dear old friend and uh, uh well let's that's enough let's get back <laughs> because <laughs> Because you started, and I don't know how you came up with that uh, game, the, mm -hmm. the Zoom Sunday morning call game thing. Uh, yeah, but it yeah. was Actually, it was I, magical. You want me to share how I came up with it? Yeah, how did you come up with it? So when, one of those dark mornings when I just was overwhelmed, 
I felt like I needed to move my body the morning after the prayer service of Dr. Naram. So I went out in the streets of Mumbai and I was so depressed, like the gloom was there. Honestly, like physical pain is sometimes easier than that kind of like emotional soul pain or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. I just needed to move my body. And as I was walking the streets, I felt like someone was following me and I looked and I couldn't see anyone. I kept walking. Then I looked and I looked down and there was this dog. And I was like, what do you want? And I was irritated because I was depressed and I wasn't the kindest to this dog. I was like really sure. I was like, stop following me. What do you want? You know? And then I kept walking. He just kept following me. And as the sun rose, he just had been walking with me for like half hour, 45 minutes, all through the streets. Finally, I was like, maybe he's hungry. At least in honor of Dr. Naram, I can fulfill Atiti Devo Bhava, treat the unexpected guests as if God himself or herself has, has come. So this we would always have food to give animals or homeless people, anyone. We'd always have food. So anyway, in the midst of trying to feed him, he just sniffed it, looked at me, didn't do anything, you know, then kept following me without even eating it. Then the depression started melt away and just the mystery and magic. And then all of a sudden he was with me all day and then eating at the home of Dr. Naram was the only place he would eat and then became my, my companion when COVID shut down all of the airports in Mumbai would have been there all alone, except for this dog was my companion. Because of this dog and the mystical nature of his appearing, I said, why don't we start something called the miracle experiment game, where we apply the principles in the book before it's even published. First time 300 people participated, next time 1500 people. And since then, we've had over 5000 people participate in applying the principles and seeing what mystical miracles of love and healing can happen. And they have happened all over the world. (laughs) Not to mention, uh, but to mention, (laughs) the book is published. And then people start saying, well, I'd like it in my language. Yeah. And you got, there were people that volunteered, I think, volunteered to translate your book. Yeah, people volunteer out of love and even before it's published, people had started working on it in 30 languages out of love, you know, and that's a real labor of love. It takes a long time. The first one came out Italian and Portuguese and Romanian, then Farsi, then all of these different languages. Right now, I have it with me in, in Spanish. Secretos right. ancestrales de un maestro sanador. I also have it with me in Gujarati, which is so fun. And then the language that was published just last Sunday was announced is in Russian. Oh, and wow. So, and to have it in the different languages come out at different times, it's so beautiful to see how it is. The opening quote in the book, I feel like, describes a lot of it. I didn't come to teach you. I came to love you. And love will teach you. Love will guide you. And I see with the people working on the translations or involved in any of the volunteer teams, like, love is guiding us. It's not me guiding Love is guiding me. Love is right. the leader. Right. You know, love is the guru. And then we let love inspire us. And then we get to see miracles happen that are just so powerful, so beautiful. Even with the 100-day course that we are offering for the second time, probably the last time we'll ever offer starting this upcoming. And all the miracles that happen when people want to go deeper mm-hmm. into how do I experience vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind? And also, how can I be an instrument of helping other people experience it? And I can share some stories along the line, but that I think is what you're talking about, that part of it. Well, all of that um, and uh, learning about mung beans and learning about (laughs) marmas and learning about uh, pulse (laughs) readings. And and these are all things as 
it was with you it is with was with me foreign really to our normal cultural traditions yeah and so people had to step out a little bit and say well you know i never had mung bean soup but okay uh, i'll try it <laughs> yeah well how about trying it for 30 days <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, get a little uh investment in this and see, yeah. uh, see what happens and things happened when people did that yeah. and i guess you're still uh having people haven't been on the the zoom call for a long time but uh i guess you're still having folks uh take the challenge yeah, there, we have a couple opportunities for people. We we still offer um, a couple of times a year the miracle experiment experience, this game you play and you see what happens. And I see people with not just health miracles, but like financial miracles, relationship miracles. I don't know if it was on the one you're on, but one one man hadn't spoken to his his child, child for like 10, right. 12 years. Right. And, and then in and the midst me, of this, the, the healing happened and the moments occurred where it was so beautiful. And then we also do, we do a delicious, we call it the delicious detox now, seven day or 30 day delicious detox. And then there's a rare opportunity. We only offered once before. This is probably the last time we're going to do it, but it's called the hundred day course in ancient secrets or the hundred day experience. And it's which basically it's making you so you're powerful you're independent you create your own emergency kit so no matter what happens you know what to do and then you learn the principles it's not like the fruit you eat the fruit of the tree you, you discover what are the roots dr Ram said there's principles processes and results we see the result it looks like a miracle but in the 100 days you learn the principles so you can duplicate that experience like even we're talking about the translations last last Sunday's uh, Zoom call. So these are free. We call it the Global Healing Miracle Experiment, you know, call. And on Sunday, there's a woman. Can I share this story? Because it's just so fun for me. Right, right, right. She, she came on to give a report about the book in Farsi. So if people don't know Farsi, it's Persian. It's the language of Iran. It's language of Rumi and Hafez. It's a very powerful language that a woman from the UK had devoted her so much love and time to making sure the book was translated so everyone in her native tongue could read it mm. this is an example of so many others so as she was translating it her auntie in iran went to the hospital for a different problem she was 88 or something at the time and the hospital was where she contracted covid and then quickly went to the icu was on an uh, um, inhalator oxygen and they really didn't think she was going to live now, right then was when Afsena was translating in the book, The Home Remedy for Immunity. How do you boost your immunity? And also she knew about the mung soup because of what you said. So she had her family in Iran make the soup, make the immunity and bring it to her at the hospital. Okay. In one week, she was out of the hospital and recorded the sweetest thank you message for me. <laughs> and then right. months later, I got this picture from Afsena with a cake and she's saying she has her birthday today she's turning 89 or whatever well, thanks to you and wow. we call it contagious healing because the doctors at the hospital in iran then started recommending to other family members of people there can you make this home remedy from ancient wow. secrets can you make the mung soup all right now on last sunday's call a woman came on who is from california actually originally from iran but from california was teaching at a university uh uh institution teaching at the medical and was in where the interns office were for the medical students okay and she saw the book there someone had it 
So she borrowed it and brought it to her desk and started reading it, started getting emotional. And she actually stole it. She says, no one might take this. So she stole the book, brought it home. And as she was reading it, just tears flowing down her face and got to the point. She's like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I also call it a love story because people fall more in love with themselves. Mm-hmm. She, she contacted me, says, I want to translate the book in Farsi. I was like, good news. It's already been done. And she says, well, I don't know how you're going to get it into Iran because they don't, Amazon doesn't deliver there. But she's like, I know the top publisher in Iran. And also I've had a TV show where I broadcast medical TV show into Iran. I want to dedicate the TV show now to this. And I want to introduce you. So now after this period of time, the person who is the publisher in Iran had some questions. Is the government going to approve it? But it's so beautiful. The opening story is about this Muslim mother who helped her daughter using these secrets and the, even the ambassador from Tanzania to, you know, to, to Australia and New Zealand, Japan, the opening quote in the book, she says that even the prophet Muhammad said, you know, peace be upon him, that there's no disease come to this planet without the cure. So ah. they're like, our government is going to love this. Perfect. And, it got right. and what I like is that although it's foreign, some of the concepts, because they come from ancient times, it's universal for people, no matter what is your religion, no matter what part of the world you come from, whether you come from Africa, whether you're Christian, Hindu, Muslim, whatever. It's not about religion. It goes a step beyond. It's about healing, physical, mental, and emotional, using very practical tools like diet and home remedies. Yeah. Now, in this particular case, just on Sunday, they said it's all been approved. It's been being printed and going to be distributed through Iran. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fun. And then one other thing that I got to share, because this is talking about the irony or the magic of how love guides us. Mm -hmm. She came on the Sunday call, and this was previously to share her story and what she was doing. Another person listening on the call is like, I'm the one that gave that book to Dr. So-and-so at the hospital. (laughs) You stole the book I gave to that other doctor and she was so happy though she's like you know he told me he'd rather have an audiobook and the most beautiful thing is she was also from iran and the fact that the whole mystical nature of i can't plan it i'm not smart enough i don't know how to do that stuff but the right people show up at the right time in which love says yes and same thing happening in Russia with the Russian book. Same thing happened in Spanish-speaking countries, in French-speaking countries, in Italian, Italy. It's like everywhere I go, love is guiding this into the hands of the people who need it. So I know that whoever's listening, you're not listening by accident. And the timing of this now, too, with being with you, Dick, and seeing it, this whole journey, unexpected journey coming from my own depression to seeing the miracles and realizing, wow, we're being held and cared for much more than we realize. Oh, yeah. That's been my belief for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Oh, my. You're a contagious guy. (laughs) Yeah. Can I share another thing that just because because it's me and you, I just want to share? Sure. So one of the things was when... um, Dr. Ram had left his body like maybe 10 years before that. He brought me to Nepal and I met these orphan kids. And he says, this is your family. These are your kids now. This is your family. And so for you know the entire time with them, we will always be supporting him. And then when he passed on, they were scared, you know, real nervous. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I showed up, you know, a week or two after uh, the funeral, just to assure them that we're going to be here. And mm. we just invited Krishna, Dr. Ram's son and I, we had people record all these videos about, I love you and I'm with you, just mm -hmm. a little selfie video. And we had hundreds of these videos of people saying, I love you and I'm with you. And it kind of became a little bit of a catchphrase. Mm -hmm. Well, this last May on Dr. Ram's birthday, I was with the orphan kids in Nepal again. And I have a trip coming up in April where I'm taking 15 people on this mystical adventure, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I was with them and I just wanted to surprise them. And I wanted to give them something they never experienced, but the Dr. Ram loved. Now, Dr. Ram loved movies. He loved going to movies. <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't and know so that. I, I said to them, I was like, well, let's do this thing. I'm going to, I, I told the, the caretaker, I was like, let's surprise these kids. Oh, I don't think I can share the video because people are listening. At some point, I'm going to send this video to you, Dick. <laughs> it looks like they won the lottery. You know, they're jumping and screaming and so happy at like, you know, and all the proceeds, I can't say all the proceeds because there's a lot of things that are covered, but proceeds from every book and everything we've done always goes to help support these orphan kids. So in this moment, everyone who had been healing themselves was also contributing to this magic moment in which they had never been on an escalator before. So the little kids in the mall trying to like figure out how the escalator works and getting scared and then getting up, sitting in the movie theater, we give everyone popcorn. And when it started, they cheered. Wow. Now, I didn't know, but their favorite actress was in the movie that they watch at home on the little TV, you know, they, and it was all in Nepali. I didn't understand, but they would be <laughs> interacting and yelling. And I was so happy. I posted on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. Now, this actress found out about these kids. And weeks later, she came to the orphan home Whoa. and hug them and be with them. And it was so beautiful. It's like, again, I can't plan that. It's just love is like wanting us to say yes, to say, yes, I'm alive. I choose love. And then we just get to sit back and watch yeah. so many of the miracles unfold that are just so rich, so lovely. Mm -hmm. I just thought you'd enjoy that one in particular. Oh, indeed. And this is in Kathmandu, isn't it? Yeah, Kathmandu, Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they've gone through earthquakes there. Uh, I, wasn't the orphanage somewhat damaged? At yeah, at one point, the, the, the orphanage was destroyed. And so we did this whole, we call it fundraiser, you know, help them rebuild the orphan home. And then we don't call them orphan kids anymore. We just call them our kids. And then from that, through the through the success of the book and so many other things now we're actually helping branching out helping more than 10 orphan homes in nepal tibet india africa and and we're going to keep doing we're going to help as many as we can mm. in the most meaningful ways we can you know so it's yeah. not just about giving food or clothes that's important there's school fees yeah. but how do you help any kid discover what do they want i mean that's actually one of the whole principles of the ancient secrets the healing journey Discover what do you want? And then to learn the keys. Dr. Ram says 95% of people don't really know what they want on the planet. 3% know what they want, but they never achieve it. 1%, they know what they want, they achieve it, but it's in a toxic way. So they can't enjoy, you know, they get high blood pressure or kid problems or spouse problems, whatever. He says only 1% of people, they know what they want, they achieve it, and they enjoy it. They have non-toxic success. And that's what the Siddhaveda, that's what the book, the questions at the end of every chapter and the bonus videos that go along with the chapters, and even the 100-day course, 
its goal isn't just to give us health, but what do you do with your health when you have it? Mm-hmm. You know? now, there's a story of Dr. Naram's uh, mother, wasn't it? Yeah. That was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he. Yeah. Yeah. Even more than that, she was in bed, bedridden. Ah. So he much- asked her what she wanted. Yeah, he says, what do you want? She had so much arthritis, different things, was going to go for surgeries, whatever. She says, I want to walk again. And he says, very good. Where would you walk? (laughs) She says, I want to go to the Himalayas. He says, very good. At this point, his dad says, what are you cheating your mother for? She can't even walk to the toilet. What nonsense. Walk to the Himalayas. And that's what Dr. Alcaster, his dad out and says, no. And they started, he started using all the six instruments, the six keys for his mom. The diet, the right herbs, you know, marm, all the stuff. And then he got the phone call from his mom. Pankaj, I did it. I'm in the Himalayas. And she had walked with a cane and a water bottle, all the younger people going by on horses saying, old woman, your son can't afford to rent a horse. And she's like, my son can buy the horse. He gave me a greater gift. I choose to walk, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And then went to her favorite temple and he and Dr. Om was in tears. He says, uh, there's no. And then she said, now I bless your work. I bless this work and that you'll help many, many people. And Dr. Om's mission said his mission was to touch every heart and every home on earth with the benefits of these ancient secrets. Now, in his lifetime, he saw over a million people. That's a lot. And he was on a TV program broadcast. Yeah. 170 countries. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, even when he's passed away, his mission lives on that the book is now being translated into so many languages. Yeah. We looked at it already. The translations are reaching 49% of people in their own language, you know, wow. that has the possibility. And that's not even with the next languages that are coming out. The next one coming out is German and then Arabic and then all these languages. And it's really beautiful. It's humbling and it's exciting. And I, can I tell you one other secret thing that I don't talk about this part ever, usually? Well, let's hear it. I love that the whole thing unfolded in such a way that I can't personally take credit, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it helps it so my ego doesn't get involved. I'm in the awe of it and the wonder of it as much as anyone. Yeah. I get to enjoy the mystery of how love is working through us all. And then it makes it so it makes it much cleaner space than if I would have thought, oh, I earned this, I did this, you know, I could have yeah. just enjoy the magic of it. <laughs> so that, I like that part. Yeah. And, and your humility, your uh, vulnerability is evident in every exchange that I've seen you in, uh, what, wherever, whether it's a Zoom call or however. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, <sighs> When we just uh, stop a moment and and just uh, feel the moment, mm. then you know you can't take credit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're breathing. My God, you're breathing. You can't take credit for breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then you look around and you see the surroundings and you didn't make all those things. And, and, you know, it's just, it's so ludicrous (laughs) to to even (laughs) think about taking credit for stuff. Uh, But I know it's a common malady (laughs) (laughs) that uh, we try to overcome. 
So well, I, how much time do we have left? Okay, so we're going to say uh, Dr. Clint Rogers, uh, who I'm yeah. talking to today on Glocal News and Social Artistry here on KOPN, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri, uh, 89.5 FM on your dial. Uh, this uh, conversation about ancient secrets of a master healer, about uh, being kind of guided by the hand of love, uh, and yet there, there's so much trauma in the world <laughs> and you know that people that love one another are still being insulted by the traumas of war and and whatnot so mm. uh, uh how are we well you started to say something and then i'd like to i'd like for you to come yeah. around to <laughs> yeah yeah i'm painfully uh, i'm i'm very aware of um because being connected with now with so many people all over the world, yeah, it's like almost like a really interesting perspective or pulse on what's actually happening, and and there is so much to celebrate, and also at the same time there's so much worry, anxiety, fear, and suffering right now. In fact, last week, the week before, actually was December twenty third. You know, days before Christmas, I went to the funeral of a, of a dear one, and. Uh, you know, she's the mother of two kids and she just slipped, fell, hit her head and passed, passed away quickly after that. And her little boys, you know, like eight and six years old, something like this. And, you know, seeing her husband and even her parents and siblings, it's like, sometimes things don't make sense to our brains. Like why things like this happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I did as much as I could. I, I I let people know about the GoFundMe for her and tried to like be for her. But like even no, there's no words that can meet. It's really a challenging situation. And and then at the funeral, you know, her, um, her husband, these the the father of these boys was talking about. Sometimes as adults we don't understand how do we explain to kids, you know, right before Christmas that your mom isn't going to be here you know and like that you're never gonna like how do you even make sense of that much less share it with someone else and you know then he shared a story of what happened two days after she passed on you know after she passed away and the oldest boy ran into the kitchen in the morning and or wherever he was and says dad mom visited me and he's like really and startled he says well what happened what did she say and he says, she didn't say anything. I mean, she just cuddled me all night. <laughs> you know? But dad, she was there. She held me. <laughs> you know? And uh, in, in the moments in which the world is experiencing a lot of transition right now, a lot of change. One of my, one teacher I know, he says, imagine you're walking across the street and you, you don't know what childbirth is, but you see a woman screaming in pain and there's blood and water and you think something horrible is happening, but really she's giving birth. And so in the world right now, we may not be able to make sense of so many things that are happening. But first of all, I think something new is being born that's quite exciting and most likely healthier than anything we've experienced before. There's an evolution of sorts that has with it growing pains. But the thing about it, you know, even with, with that dog Milo showing up in my life after Dr. Nam passed, it was the perfect gift. Like, 
dog spelled backwards is God. And there's good reason for that because it's such a pure reflection of love. And for my, this boy, you know, my friend's son, who's also my friend, I would, I would go do a lot of things with these beautiful kids just to know that you're held, you know, what else do we need? You know, we don't need a lot of words. We just need to know that we're here for each other. We're here, we're holding each other. You know, when it comes to the, the ancient secrets, I feel like the whole project of seeing these ancient secrets go into so many languages and so many homes and so many lives. And even with my own mom, seeing her arthritis pain, basically 90% gone just because of home remedies and or, or stuff that we would have never known. Like it's priceless. And to know that we're held makes a big difference. And yeah, so that's an answer to your question. But then now I have a question for you. Okay. So one of the, one of the, one of the questions that Dr. Ron would always ask anyone and that now when I do post consultations all over the world or, or, or health consultations, I ask is what do you want? It's like the entry point into a different experience, a healing journey. And, you know, I know you're at a point, Dick, where there's a big transitions happening. You know, I'm just so happy that you've done this radio program for these five years. And I just want to know, what do you want in your heart, in your mind, in your soul now? What is it that, what is it your number one priority or what, like, what is it you're most excited about? Well, Clint, I have always had trouble with that question. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I tried to ask it several ways, just in case. <laughs> and, uh, and the <laughs> The, the way my life has gone, unfolded, however you want to describe it, it wasn't because I wanted something. Yeah. It happened as if there was, you know, it, it, it met a need or a, a desire that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. <laughs> or fit a, a place that I, you know, I didn't know that I would enjoy a radio show. Uh, <laughs> but it, I just asked a question one day, five years ago. I said, well, I, I, I've retired from a, a job that I love dearly, and I never thought I'd be a, a college professor. So, you know, that just happened to me, too. And, and, mm -hmm. and then I retired from that. I wrote a book, and, and that was, you know, just I had to write it. It was, it was what had been bubbling for years. <laughs> well, that's done. And I asked the question to the universe i said you know what do i what do i do next mm. and i just let it be out there mm. and within two weeks i was introduced to a guy that had this radio show not by this name uh he wanted me on his show two weeks later he said i've got to leave town can you take over my show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> what I do next? It wasn't because, oh, I, I want to be a, I want to have my radio show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot like you're, you see an unfolding happen to you. You're not controlling all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm reluctant to even, say, well, I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say, because I don't know how much time I, have, I want to say in the flow of love, I'm so grateful that our paths have flowed into each other. And I love you and I'm with you and I respect you. I'm so grateful for you. And anyone who 
you know, is listening as well. I'm so glad that Dick is in your life. I'm so glad that we have him. And just with all my heart and love and whatever, from my heart to your heart, whatever's the next chapter of what love guides you to, I'm so excited to see it, what it is and discover it with you. <laughs> Thank you. And me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see what it is as well. Um, yeah. My wife might say, well, I think the first thing is to clean out that corner of the basement <laughs> <laughs> that I've uh, been putting off for a long time. But, you know, and and I will do that one of these days. But uh, yeah, you know, it I, with your question to me, and, and I'm going to come back to you, because Dr. Naram, as you've already said, said that less than 1% of the people are able to be happy with what they want, even if they know it. And, and most people don't know what they want. Well, yeah. Okay. So is there some way to help people find out what they want? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the book you can either get from Amazon, Barnes and all most places, or if you go to myancientsecrets.com, myancientsecrets.com it's a, actually we just updated the website it's so beautiful ah. you can get not only the book but other resources about how to start and then one of those golden resources is the 100 day course which is beginning 100 day course in ancient secrets 100 day experience in ancient secrets and <clears throat> as a surprise gift for you dick uh, we have a free registration for you or if you choose to give it to someone you can but this is a $1,500 value. I feel like it's worth 10 times in terms of the results that come in people's lives. But this is just something that we had planned to give you as a gift today. So oh my goodness. I'll give you that code. Oh, and, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you ask me what I want. And, and, and I just said, I don't know. I just, you know, things happen to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk more about that. Uh, yeah, I'll a, send you the, I'll send you the link. Or you can just watch, there's a six minute video. You just hear, I mean, I don't know if it's six, but short video, you just hear stories of people who participated last time and what happened. And uh, and then you'll know in your heart if it's a yes. And if it's a yes, then you'll know it's priceless actually, this experience. So it's last time I'm ever, I feel in my heart, it's the last time I'll ever guide this experience live because there's so many other things in the future. We may have it recorded, but we separate people in houses kind of like Harry Potter and all kinds of magical experiences as you learn the principles that make it so you feel independent you don't feel dependent on and you understand the mystery behind it and you can apply it to help other people you know so <laughs> <laughs> well i i can't feel any more uh, uh goosebumpy than i do right now <laughs> thank you clint and whoever's been with you on that part of the journey um yeah. So I think we are, wow, uh, I think we, can, can we make five more minutes happen? It's a little tricky because I have another call that people are waiting for me on. Then we right. have, then we will say Clint Rogers. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Uh, thank you, Dick. <laughs> and uh, our journey is not over yet. No. And so uh, I will just talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Love you. Thank you. And everyone listening, Dr. Amahil always say, never give up hope. Never give up hope that you're here for a purpose, for a reason. And I believe it. You know, I think, oh, hope, hope and connectedness. And it, oh, I love it. Right on Dick's sweatshirt, it's our t-shirt. It says <laughs> hope and connectedness. 
So in that hope and connectedness, just to know that maybe there's actually been no more exciting time to be alive than now. And if you're not feeling it right in this moment, then reading the book or connecting in any way or letting love guide you wherever it guides you, I believe is, is bringing you to the truth of that we're safe, that we're held, mm -hmm. and that there's possibilities we haven't yet imagined that we can experience through the ancient secrets or wherever love guides you. So thank you so much. I love you. I'm with you. Thank you, Dick. And <laughs> thank you, everyone. Namaste. Namaste. Love you. With you. And friends, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please take uh, care of that world, make it more loving, more peaceful, cleaner. And uh, because, you know, if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye-bye.
souls in the womb we share this cocoon better take care of your room on the island but I fret your midst, a new life has come. 